Hey, Sean. Hey, David. Do you like coupons? Um, sometimes. So, do you like coupons for, say, fast food places? Yes. <laughs> what Everyone happened? Does. Everyone does. Okay. So, I have a ritual every Wednesday when we record our podcast for our listeners. Um, we stop off and go to A&W. We pick up because mostly, you know, I don't want it to get home and make dinner and all that stuff, right? Get uh, two teen burgers or two Papa burgers with onion rings with a coupon because they have their coupon app. And today we were going, we were just pulling up to the drive through and she who shall not be named <laughs> in a panic says, David, you got to pull over. And I'm like, what? She's like, look at these coupons. And A&W, those bastards got rid of all of the good coupons. All it is is like free onion rings. And then this one, there's one that's like, you save $2 and we donate $2. That's it. So, so did you not check like Foupon and see if there was like anything corresponding? AW usually has a bunch of digital ones. Well, that's the thing. Free. It was right off of their website, awcoupon.ca or whatever it is, like where you get all that stuff. But it was like, is this what's going on? Is inflation not only ruining the used game market, but now it's ruining our coupons? I don't know. I don't know. I might not. I might not be on the ball today, folks, because I didn't get my A and W onion rings. But did you know what you did get? <laughs> What's that? Another exciting episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of the Scene on Screen podcast where we fight and bitch and moan about inflation even more because, you know, <laughs> what's worse than going out to a store and finding out the prices are higher, but actually you know discovering that Prime Day deals also sucked? Well, you know what? I notice specifically that's gone up in price when you go out, especially if you're going out to eat. Chicken Air. wings. Chicken wings. It was Interesting. $30. For two pounds of chicken wings at a restaurant up here. Do you have a St. Louis or St. Louis out there? No, we don't. Is there one in Winterpeg? There might be. So there is a um, deal right now that they have called all you can eat wings and you get two pounds for 24 bucks. And then every time you're almost done your plate, they bring you another five wings. I got to two pounds and one plate. That's all I could fit in for 24 bucks. That's not too so, bad. That's like that's like uh what, thirty five wings? Yeah, and I went for the like the high value. So I went boneless bites. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like when you're when you're essentially eating unlimited chicken nuggets, you're doing <laughs> what you can. Yeah. I so the other weekend, um she who shall not be named and I, we went out for lunch. It was a nice day out and we decided to go to uh one of the local restaurants it wasn't really a patio it's kind of weird it's a place called i think it's called the log cabin and you can imagine what it looks like um, um a square room <laughs> kind of uh so they had like it was like a pseudo patio so it was 
it was covered. It had like a solid roof that was attached to the building, but then the the windows and everything, or where there would be windows, were all was all just like screen, kind of like a, like a mesh screen that you would have outside of your window on your house, kind of thing. So it was interesting because it kept the bugs out, but you still got that nice breeze. It was kind of a uh, it was kind of cool in more than one way, temperature wise, <laughs> <laughs> and aesthetics. it was breezy. Um, I'd never been in anything like that before, but, uh, like they did have like an outdoor, outdoor kind of patio area, but, uh, we, we went on the inside one, but yeah, I was looking at the menu there and the cost of everything has gone up and it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like 30, 30 bucks for two pounds of chicken wings. Like that's, that's nuts. But, uh, you know, the best sales of the year apparently happen over what, two days and you can only get online. That was earlier this week, and I, I've got to say, uh, I don't know what's funnier. Prime Day deals that included one-time coupons or every other website online posting their own Prime Day deals as if as if it's some sort of weird national holiday. Well, it's like uh, Boxing Day or Black Friday, right? Like every place has like uh, Black Friday deals and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, this year's was doo-doo. I almost bought a few things and I'm saying almost because I just didn't feel like I could justify pulling the trigger. Mind Mm -hmm. you, I am paying for a fairly large party fairly soon. The unfortunate part about it is like some of the value was like, oh, prime day deal on this stylus. That's like an Apple pen, $9 off. Mm -hmm. When I really want to get it, I'll just pay the $9. Yeah, like some of the stuff was like I I looked around the other day to see if there's anything good on video games or, you know, computer accessories or stuff for the house and nothing really stood out. Like there was there was one thing that I seriously hummed and hawed about like and was going to buy. And uh, it's something that we could use for our not only our podcast, but our future plans for streaming and doing video work and stuff like that. Um, One of those stream decks by Elgato is like the like the switchboard type thing yes. uh, and people on uh, red flag deals were saying like it's really handy for other stuff like you can because each screen or each button has like a its own little screen you can customize them to show like different things so people have them show like the the temperature of their cpu and gpu and and stock prices and stuff like that so it was something that i feel could be really handy but it was a, a decent price, but uh, you know we got a big trip coming up real soon because uh, I'm I'm driving, leaving the Great White North for a week to go hang out with my buddy old pal Sean. It's funny because <laughs> I've yet to go up there, and you've already been down here twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be there twice. Um, but yeah, so like a lot of the stuff that I had seen just kind of, I don't know, maybe it's because we have all. I guess a big part of it is because we have other financial obligations or things that we have to pay for. But uh, yeah, like there wasn't a whole lot. Now there is one I've, I've wanted this for a while. Uh, I want like a mini, like a a drone, the DJI mini. Oh, did you you think about it? I thought about it. It's like, it's on right now for $532, which is a significant amount. But where I live, like the, area is like it's crazy like when you come up here you'll see like it is like we are 
in the great outdoors. Um, lakes for hundreds. I have actually found out that the main lake that uh, we're pretty much attached to here is roughly 200 kilometers north and south and east and west. Like it is massive. Like this thing is huge. There's like over 1800 islands in this lake. Interesting. So I've wanted to get a drone with uh, like a 4K camera so that I like in a decent one that can I can do like GPS coordinates and have it kind of fly itself as well. So that I can take like some video work and stuff like that just for for the hell of it, because it's um, it's it's interesting because like, we went on this little cruise ship around the lake. And uh, when you come up, we'll, we'll take you on it and they take you out in there and you don't realize like how how massive this lake is and how amazing all this stuff looks. So this is something else that I was like, Hmm, should I get it? Do I split the payments up for like five months kind of thing? Cause they have that on some stuff, but at the same time, it's like, ah, you know, I, I got other stuff. I, I gotta get, and it just, for the most part, things are not there. Like no board games, video game stuff was kind of like, meh. The video game stuff was very sparse. I just, I looked back to the stream deck, deals and it's like 169 okay that's that's good but it's not great well like the 15 button one was on for 129 oh it must have been like a time deal or something must have been it must have ended yesterday but uh or the day before but uh yeah like and there's a lot of movies actually there's some decent 4k movies and that's i think where you get the best deals a lot of the times it's going to be like the collections of movies and and stuff like that that isn't necessarily big ticket items but the prices drop just enough if you're if you really like those movies you can you can get them for cheap um very yeah, true but it's i remember because what they didn't do prime day last year or the year before yeah right? because i don't know why it seems because of because of covid there was so much problems with uh, a backlog of stuff through canada post and all these other companies like the shipping companies and they were having issues with uh covid outbreaks and in uh amazon warehouses so like it, they just didn't do it um and you know what didn't really miss out on anything last year for not doing it is it <sighs> I don't know. It used to be a big deal. Like it used to be like where you could get some really good deals and stuff like that. But now everything is just like 30% off. And there is this, uh, there is this browser extension and I would highly recommend you get this. It's called three camels or the camelizer. The camelizer. Yeah. Camel, camel, camel. (laughs) That's funny. Um, And it's this browser extension. So when you're actually on a, pay an item you can view the price history for that specific item from uh, amazon third-party sellers as well doesn't honey do that as well kind of where it honey, finds you alternatives honey is more honey is more for like coupons and stuff like that this is more for tracking prices so you can see like okay well if something's on sale and i've used this a few times where something's gone on sale i'm like oh man like uh, that's a really good price and I need this thing or I want this thing, but do I buy it right now? And I can look at the price history and you can see like how many times it's gone on sale. So it's like, sometimes I see something that's like, Oh, every like two months, it seems to go on this sale for the same price. Whatever. I can wait. Yeah. I'm just looking up this, uh, this drone. I think the lowest it was at was five sixty back. Oh, wait, hold on. 
Yeah, like that was yesterday or two days ago. So this is a really good price for it. And I, do I buy it? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see if I buy it at the end of the episode. It's like the the baby Yoda. That was funny when you, you remember that. that? <laughs> um, yeah, like did you you didn't buy anything or? Uh, well, you'll know this by the time you get here. But we bought some like fun sunglasses for the the groomsmen for some photos out in the sun. Um, just like very basic, like black kind of blues brothers style glasses. Oh, like nice. Throw away kind of stuff. Nothing that says uh, like my other glasses are prescription. No, we're, <laughs> we're, we're not that clever, but, uh, I was going to buy another water bottle. Um, I really like the brand ETDW. Um, but the saving was two bucks. I'm like, yeah, okay. I could like, I'm not saying I'm like well off enough that I don't care about dollars, but at the same time, like. Again, I have to look at like where I'm spending money right now, being like, oh, I can save that two dollars or I can spend that two dollars later. Well, and the thing is, is like two dollars. Is that really enough to justify just going out and buy it right now? Because the odds are it's going to go on sale for at least two dollars again in the future. One hundred percent. And then right? like I think yeah. when something's on sale for 40 to 50 percent off, that's when it's like, OK, I got to jump on this. But for most things like really hasn't been like that not at all so what else we got oh before we get in did you see our instagram story the other day uh well which one i went uh thrifting while i was burning some time oh yeah I got to say the the SOS game of games which uh (laughs) we started with myself you and uh that guy named Owen um yeah that guy has continued on so (laughs) for those who are just new to the program or haven't listened for a while the one day david and i were at a surplus store in uh the greater toronto area and we saw a flat of coronation street board game dvd board games brand new on like on like a full out skid like a skid of them like there's hundreds of them there so we saw that we're like that's kind of funny anecdotally and we started going to thrift stores and we kept seeing this game. So we've made it a game saying you haven't gone to a Canadian thrift store or an Ontario thrift store. If you haven't seen this game in the board game section, the other day, not only did I find one copy, but I found three copies, one used and two brand new. The thing that killed me the most was the, the used one was six ninety nine, and the two brand new ones were five ninety nine. Yeah, I wonder if like the two, like if that used one had been there for so long or like the opened one, at least we don't know if it was actually used. It's hard to tell. <laughs> um, I'm surprised that people just aren't using those like oh, like you're not finding those in like people's houses, like old women using them for like buttons, storing buttons and cookies. In cookies oh, yeah. my God. Why don't we just use those as cookie tins? I don't know. I think when <laughs> I go to my next thrift store. I'm if I find another copy or if I find a copy brand new, I am going to pick it up. I'm going to purchase it and I'm going to give it away to one lucky listener. Yeah, we could sign it. Why not? Yeah, we'll (laughs) sign the top of the box. It'll be an exclusive SOS Coronation Street (laughs) copy inside joke. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That'd be great. Well, we'll we'll turn it into like some sort of contest, right? Like, uh. I don't know. We'll come up with this, come up with the details, but uh, that sounds great. 
Yeah, and you know what? One I- lucky person is going to get a copy of uh, the DVD board game Coronation Street. I think we should play that game at least once, just so that we can see what it's actually like. I could probably figure out a way to get it, but if it's a DVD <laughs> trivia game, we have no actual idea. We're never going to get around the board. I know. Best guess. I guess that's what we'll do. <laughs> Best guess wins. <laughs> does it start with an L? I I can tell you what does start with an L. The Genesis Mini 2 was announced this week. Are we done with mini consoles? I thought that they were over since I think I thought that when Sony released the PlayStation Mini, they killed the mini console. But apparently not. So, yeah, that's pretty much how I feel. Uh, We don't know what to expect really from it. Um, I don't see a game list for it yet Mm -mm. that I can see. I've kind of meandered around. The Oh, here we go. Below is the list that we can find all the Mini 2 stuff. Sonic CD. So it's going to include Sega CD stuff on the Genesis 2. Uh, Sliphead. Uh, Night Striker, The Ninja Warriors, Outrun, Outrunners, Sonic 3D Blast, The Ooze, Bonanza Brothers, Rolling Thunder, Fantasy Zone, Star Mobile. Like nothing that is, oh my God, I need to get this kind of thing. And if anything, people have already hacked their Genesis Mini version one or their Super Nintendo, their SNES Mini or NES Mini and has all these games on it anyways. Like, doesn't make sense to release another one of these now they must think they're they're on something or they're they're sitting on something well enough to have it mm-hmm. um you know granted if i find it for a really cheap price i would probably buy it just because i didn't get a chance to uh pick up the genesis mini one <laughs> you you, you want to know what's really funny i had one in my hand for $40 and I didn't buy it. And See the cheapest was, that I saw them was like 60 bucks. So it was it was like a throw-in thing while we were at the brick buying our couch. And it was like at the back kind of near like where the con- like where you do your consultation and you're like ordering mm-hmm. all your stuff. And it was I was looking at that and I was playing Turtles in Time and I was just like do like do I want to spend the $40? No. And I didn't end up getting it, but it's one of my, oh, probably top five video game regrets that I like way under market regrets mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. First one being the the NES Mini that I had an opportunity to get at below retail. Wait, you don't have an a NES Mini? No, I only have the NES or the SNES Mini. Oh, because remember we we like we kept trying to look for one. I'd love to find one and then hack it right away but yeah i don't have one no yeah i have one it's clex dust (laughs) see i want it for like a nostalgia rack that i want to build yeah i'm actually planning on uh getting a old tube tv from my work because we're doing renos so we have this old sony trinitron tv like the the picture on it is still great i'm surprised that there's no burning or anything like that from now freaking decades of use how are you supposed to play your mini on that uh you can easily you can get hdmi to uh, rca adapters yeah so downscaling the already downscaled item 
Well, no, like the 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 system is still in HD. Yes, but like you're the gonna... systems are still playing them in HD, but they would actually just be downscaled to 480p kind of thing. Like they would still look the same as if you were playing it on the the console itself, hooked up to the TV. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, you know, I I kind of wish I had have found uh some of the. I know that there's some cheap PlayStation classics around for like 20, 30 bucks, and I wish I had got one. Uh, not because they were good out of the box. They were actually garbage. Um, but in order to mod, those were actually pretty simple. It was just, uh, you had to run, put some specific like files on a USB drive and put that in the second controller USB port. And you could load like (laughs) any game off of the USB, uh, USB drive. What was it called? The PS one mini. Or it was like the play, classic. PlayStation Classic Mini or something like that. But uh, the cheapest I can find it is one thirty three on a quick. I know they've gone up significantly because like they were really really limited in 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 price. But do we need a Genesis two? No, I know that we had kind of we probably a well over almost two years ago, maybe maybe over well at least over a year ago we did an episode about uh our hopes and dreams for a uh n64 mini i moved on from that though but yeah, I had a new you, idea. you were just saying you, you moved on what and share to our listeners what your new idea is all right so hear me out what if you did a gamecube mini but used mini CD technology like we had back in high school with the mini discs. And instead of just making it digital only, which you could still load a bunch of games, you could have a working disc drive so all old GameCube games would work in it as well. Because the GameCube controller is back on the market and they're continually manufacturing it both as like a Nintendo Switch controller, GameCube or hybrid. What's it even called now? It's not really called the GameCube controller anymore. I think they are calling it a fight pad. Because I know, like, I bought a third party one, but it's called the GameCube Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Edition controller. So they're still called GameCube controllers. Oh, they are. Oh, the, the PDP is actually like that brand PDP. Those are called uh, fight pad pro. And there's the Power A ones as well. Yeah, yeah, the Power A ones. So So my argument is why not do both? Nintendo's already selling and manufacturing this controller at a high, high rate. Mm -hmm. The nostalgia and the value of GameCube games is insane. Like it's probably one of the most unpredictable markets out there. You can go from like a game store to a game store and see a Nickelodeon game go from $13 to $27. True Crime Streets of LA is anywhere from $14 to $50. Mm -hmm. I got a copy of Spider-Man 1 for $9. And the guy had another copy in the store for $27. Doesn't make sense. So why not release one with a digital release that has a few games on it? Maybe something harder to get like a Super Mario Sunshine, because that's a very rare one to find in the wild. Maybe maybe you toss in a Mario Party there. 
Maybe you toss in Smash Brothers. Game Gear, like Double Dash, you get your core games in there. And then you yeah, go. Yeah, but it's Nintendo we're talking about. They wouldn't put those games on there. They would sell them individually. But, 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 but you would. You would, unless you gave it online access or you made it non-hackable, you would. And there's two reasons why. Look at the Super NES and look at the NES. Look at what games were on that console before people hacked the like living shit out of them. You got your, your Super Mario World. You got your Yoshi's Cookie. You got your Mario 1, your Mario 2, your Mario 3. Mm-hmm. You got Star Fox. Um, there wasn't a Smash, but you got Super Mario Kart. Those games were all there. Those are core fundamental games of yeah, that console. Yeah, I, th- I think like for the Super Nintendo one, they they went a little more. Like they kind of went all out on the games that they were adding to that. Um, because I think the NES Classic, the game list, yeah, they had like some of the staples and the stuff like that. But those were all things that had already been re-released multiple times on the 3DS and the Wii and the Wii U and all that. Um. Plus, it would be adorable. It the would just prob- be the most adorable thing. <laughs> it could be. It. Do you remember? It's like what's that? Uma, or or uh, what was that? Uh, small, not Uma. Um, Ouija. I, I know what you're Ouija. talking about, but I'm not going to try and say it. Uh, I, I just sent you a link is. of something as well, just to take a look. It looks like there was some artwork done for this, like and like official artwork. Oh. Uh, it looks kind of unofficial, but the games included are Super Smash Brothers Melee, Super Mario Sunshine, Sonic Adventure Battle 2, Metroid Prime, and Wind Waker. Interesting. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, I would get that. That would be super. That would be su- sweet. Super Monkey Ball. Now, the only problem is like the, the problem with uh, doing a console that would have like a disk drive in it. Especially if Nintendo is trying to combat piracy and modding. Once you have a disk drive in there, you're opening the system up to a fairly easy exploit or exploitable interface. Because for most part, you know, everything was, I remember a lot of like the older and, GameCube exploits were based off of like save files, right? Um, there'd be an issue with a save file or something like that. Someone would you modify a save file, and then when you tried to load it, it would like crash the game to then read unsigned code off of a disk. That's essentially what it would do. Um, and once you have like that disk drive, as cool as it would be. I feel like it would, I don't know, would it ruin the used game market even more than how it's been uh, going? Well, depending on what you sell the console for, I would argue, no, I think it would help it because you would start seeing games that don't exist come back. Like there, It's funny because the GameCube to me is still one of the most interesting consoles ever. I regret giving up my first one. I got a second one. I kicked or no, I never actually gave up the console. I just, we sold a lot of the games. Mm -hmm. But when I look at the GameCube and how the games kind of evolved over time, a lot of them don't really hold their value. And the GameCube, I played the shit out of games like Mm -hmm. cell damage, 
Turok? Man, I played those games all the time. Tony Hawk? Man, come on. Tony Hawk 3, I think it was. And because it didn't have Grand Theft Auto, true crime, right? Mm. But these games don't hold that much of a value. They never really did. But because people are like, oh, GameCube's so rare, we're going to sell it for lots. You have to find the right seller. Or you're going to go to a game store and find the exact same games every time. Where I think it, like, I don't think it'll hurt is the fact that you're all of a sudden going to see these Mario games make their way back into stores, maybe on re-releases as well, which is going to lower the value of the collectors or the, the editions that are collected. Also, if you remember correctly, anybody who owned a GameCube can attest to this. The plastic coating or covering that they put on that game case was the most damageable plastic I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen so many games get just random pokes in them because it was shittily made. What are you talking about? Do you not like remember the, that? Like the, the cases for the games? Yeah, they're worst cases in gaming, period. I don't know. 100%. The only thing that made the stuff. GameCube... Sure. The <laughs> only thing the GameCube game cartridge case did, which I don't remember if PlayStation did as well, is it, put, it gave you a slot in some of the, the cartridges cases for the memory card. Yeah, yeah. Which was cool. But it was well, also it was needed help- for it was needed for Animal Crossing, right? Because when you bought Animal Crossing, you got a memory card with it because Animal Crossing took up an entire memory card. Was it 64 or 32 blocks? Do you remember? I think it was 32 blocks. It was a, a full because there was a 256 meg or 256 block uh, memory card that they came out with. But I think the other one was like 32 they're just like kilobytes or something like that. But still, yeah, it took a whole a whole uh, memory card. So um, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, do they do we need a GameCube mini? No. Do I want one? Yes. Probably more so than the N64 mini because uh, and, and that's going to never happen because they release N64 on uh, the switch. Right. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of the most unplayable games on the switch. But <laughs> I know. Okay. Right. Um, I think the one thing that I thought was always an odd choice for the GameCube is how they had a, a carrying handle on the back because it was designed to be compact so that you could just like carry it over to your friend's place and stuff like that. But you still had to have all the cables and the power brick was so big for that thing. That it was just like a big pain in the butt to drag it around anyways. But uh, yeah, you know what? Do we need the uh, the Genesis 2 or Genesis Mini 2? No. I would rather uh, like a, a Dreamcast. Like a Dreamcast Mini or something like that. Um, that but, would be kind of cool. Yeah. Speaking of uh, re-releases that nobody asked for. Uh, what is the Switch re-releasing now? No, it's actually a PlayStation Plus. The new lineup for uh, what month is this? July. I guess, it's, I guess yeah, the new catalog that's coming out um, for PlayStation Plus Premium and Extra. Um, you know, there is one thing on here that has stood out that I'm actually quite surprised at because Microsoft is usually the one to release day one like games 
new games on day one for Game Pass. Sony is uh, starting to follow suit by releasing the game Stray, which is, uh, I guess, your cat separated from your family. Oh, and time. you have to go around uh, a city. It looks kind of cool, but yeah, that's going to be day one. And then they're releasing a game that was released for PlayStation Plus already. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade. So this is like the PS5 like updated version um, for free. And it came with like uh, some the DLC story. But the thing is, is like this game was already released as a free game a while ago on PlayStation Plus. So they're just kind of giving the update for free, like the updated version, because uh, in order to get the free PS5 upgrade, you needed to have purchased the game. PlayStation Plus version wasn't uh, eligible for it. Uh, now they are doing that. Okay. So I have a question for you. Cause like, I, I, I remember a tweet that we did last week or, or we read one on the show and I've been sitting here laughing for a minute while you were, were talking. I thought PlayStation Plus users didn't give a damn or a rat's ass about day one <laughs> um, releases. Right? I know. What they say you, PlayStation users? They only care about the best classic uh, single-player games. Absolutely stunning. I can we talk PlayStation users for a second? Just have a quick little tete tete. Here's the thing nobody cares what you think. (laughs) Straight up, I'm serious. I mean, not not all of them, but it's like it's the hardcore fans that that are like, and Microsoft has them too, Nintendo has them too, right? Everyone has them, but I find that like PlayStation users are like ride or die, you know, like they are unable to accept any faults. They're insufferable. It's so bad. (laughs) Yeah, I like. I don't. I don't mean to insult you. I have a PlayStation. I have an Xbox, and I have a, a Switch. If you remember our last episode. Both of us picked Xboxes. And I'm surprised because I thought David was 100% gun to his head going to take a Switch over his Xbox. But he he surprised me. I do that sometimes. The simple fact of the matter is every week your opinion can't change about what you like and what you dislike about your service. You can't be like, ha ha, Xbox. Nobody cares about your day one releases. And then turn around a week later and be like, yo, bitch, we got Stray eat it no yeah no, no, no. We're, we're, we're we're done with your your bullshit i'm actually i'm actually kind of inclined to stop following playstation on twitter just so i don't have to see the toxicity <laughs> of the millions of tweets or i'm sorry i shouldn't say millions like the 300 tweets of people just ripping on xbox if you look at an xbox tweet it's playstation people ripping on xbox right but if you look so at the PlayStation ones, Xbox people are like, cool, guys. Welcome to the game. Cool. Yeah. Right? Like the most inclusive company ever, which wasn't yeah. like that before. They used to be toxic, but I got to hand yeah, it to they, them. Yeah, they like, changed things around. I've never seen somebody get bullied so much and just be like, all right, cool. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Um, and in addition to uh, the old game that PlayStation Plus users are getting they're also getting another old game 
Marvel's Avengers, uh, the game that failed. It's <laughs> actually pretty fun, though. It's not. It's not bad. Like it's not horrible. It gets very repetitive. That's for sure. Oh, you don't um, like super fetch quests on a linear map? Yeah, no, not really. Uh, so that's coming out for uh, PlayStation Four and Five, and then they are releasing on the nineteenth of July. Pretty much all the Assassin's Creed games, Saint Row Four, uh, Ice Age, Jumanji the video game. And the best one, Paw Patrol on a roll. I'm not going to lie. Jumanji, the video game, intrigued me once. <laughs> Mayhaps it intrigued you a second time now? I mean, I now have the ability to play it for absolutely not free because yeah. I already paid for it. Technically, yeah. It doesn't look like, okay, so it's like a, it it's, looks Hold shitty. on. It's like a four-player co-op shooter it kind of looks like marvel alliance but also crappy i mean the animations are horrible like the the <laughs> the uh the fighting animations are just so like funny. it's so bad so bad but i guess you know we haven't had a whole lot of movie based video games in a long time Movie-based video games rarely work. Right? They they do. But remember every single time like a new Marvel, like a new Spider-Man came out or a new superhero movie, there would be the the video game version of that. I and only remember that kind of Spider-Man and X-Men. Really? There was Fantastic Four. There was uh, like the Batman games. Not not like okay. maybe Batman's necessarily. Batman's its own genre in video games, though. I know, but there was like Batman Returns and... All of those things. Are like you talking the, about the, like side scrollers for the Super NES? Yeah, like yeah. for the longest time though, there was games that like had come out at the time of the movies, and then it transitioned obviously to the PS2, PS well PlayStation, Xbox, PS2, Xbox 360, all of that stuff. It was mostly Spider-Man, and I don't know. I remember there was a game Aquaman. It wasn't based off of a movie, obviously, but uh, it was horrible. Uh, yeah, so PlayStation users, welcome to the world of uh, day one releases. May uh, may luck be in your favor for another day one release. And I can't wait till you complain about this in a week or two. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of games, just before we move on to our next topic. Did you see that the game that's finally that's taken forever to release has finally got a release date? Um, Skull and Bones finally oh, yeah. exists. I remember I was, talking about this game four years ago. <laughs> I know. And the funny thing is, is that there was another game. There was another game that was like delayed or something like that. And someone had said, uh, I remember reading online. So I was like, Skull and Bones was announced after this game. It was delayed indefinitely, and it's still going to come out before this other game <laughs> comes out. Like this game, what? This was like Ubisoft. Do you know what year? What what year do you think this game was announced? Uh, Skull and Bones, uh, two thousand and fourteen. No, it was announced <laughs> alongside or as a competitor to Sea of Thieves. In 2017. Oh, 2017. Okay, yeah, that's right. I remember that it was uh, 
it was a, supposed to be a direct competitor to Sea of Thieves. Great game. Got um, boring after a while, but really fun. It did. And the thing is, is Skull and Bones, if this is like Sea of Thieves, but like more realistic graphics, I, I'd be down for that. Now, David, I'm giving you $100 to oh, go to the store. You. Thank you. And, <laughs> and pick up a PlayStation 5 game in November. On November 8th, Ubisoft is dropping Skull and Bones, which would be hilarious if somehow Microsoft had it as a day one. I think that would be funny as hell. It would, but at the same time, like I don't know if they would put it you for wanna, free on Game Pass. You want to know why I think Cause, it might? Because what, what game comes out a day later? Oh, I don't know. Which I've given you a shiny hundred dollar bill to go to the store and pick up one of these two games. It's a small game, really tiny. One of uh, PlayStation's worst franchises. Oh, is it God of War? Yeah, it comes out on the ninth. Mm. <laughs> I, you know what? Microsoft I... going. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait and then go. Hey, Ubisoft. What if we had a bunch of people play your games? Well, I mean, it would increase sales of the game on other consoles. If I don't know, because it would be a direct competitor against uh, the other pirate one, sea of thieves. Yeah, but that's right? and also that's, an exclusive. It's true. Right. But it is, it is uh, essentially the same game, but from a Microsoft owned developer. Right. So, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I could see them doing it. I could see them putting it on uh, PlayStation or Game Game Pass day one. But um, I don't know. I think it'd be funny because they just shot themselves in the foot because they released this knowing. I mean, maybe uh, Ubisoft announced a release date a few days after, but I don't know. Mm hmm. I well see the thing is it's November so there's still time for them to adjust the uh, the release date. I wouldn't be surprised if they move it so that it's like a week later or a week earlier so that they can at least get some of those early sales before PlayStation users end up buying uh, God of War. That was a very nice way of you saying there's still time for them to delay a game. Well, it wouldn't necessarily because it has happened in the past where actually companies have uh, moved up the release date by a week or two, or moved it back by a week or two. Just if they move it back, they usually say, "Oh, like just we want to make sure that the game is in tip-top shape." <laughs> Don't they use also like, "Oh, we had some production problems, and we're just a few weeks delayed." The mm -hmm. problem is, if you look at November, man. I'm pretty sure that's that's not a lot of time before game of the year submissions have to be in. It's an You're Ubisoft game. It's, it's not going to be getting game of the year. I don't know. It's five years in the making. <laughs> Six years in the making. And multiple um, delays. I know. Well, I don't know. I I think it has to release in November regardless um, because they're going to need to get those those uh christmas time sales 
But this game, definitely 100% guaranteed, it is going to be on a deep discount for uh, Boxing Day, Black Black Friday. What do you get in the uh, different editions? So the base standard edition, you get just the base. The base um, game for for um, God of War. No, you for, get like a, for Skull and Bones. Oh, the collector's edition for God of War is insane. Yeah, I can imagine. Skull and Bones, the uh, the premium edition in classic Ubisoft manner. You get some skins. You get some. I don't know, some DLC missions. And, oh, uh, Smuggler's Pass Token. So it looks like they've, they're going to their classic uh, season pass, but yearly season pass. Kind of like what uh, Rainbow Six Siege did. Interesting. That got expensive. Yeah, it got like expensive very, real quick. Very, very fast. Because like your season pass, you get like four new operators and you're like, oh, I have to spend another like $40 for the next season just to get these these operators and stuff like that. Maybe I'll join the live test for Skull and Bones. You should. You definitely should. I've been in the live test for friggin' Multiverses and that game comes out later this month, apparently. Does it? It's almost time. Yeah. So, you want to play a game? No. Okay. Then the show is over. <laughs> so, peace. We had a listener, a faithful listener, ask us to do a recast for uh, a franchise we talk about far too much. So, over the the course of the next little bit, David and I are going to take Star Wars movies or mainly main trilogies, so Trilogy 1, Trilogy 2, and Trilogy 3, and recast the main actors. Now, we're basing a lot of it on The New Hope, or A New Hope, sorry, um, for this episode, but, I mean, if Jabba the Hutt gets thrown in there, Jabba the Hutt gets thrown in there. The next the next time we'll do the prequels, and then we'll do the sequels, if that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? We might, skip the sequ- we might skip the sequels. Why? I thought uh, all your favorite... Characters were in there. No. Especially um, Kylo Ren. He's the best. Nobody's overpowered in those movies, I'll tell you. So, let's start off with some basic characters, okay? Let's uh, let's have a little fun. And because uh, Obi-Wan just happened and Uncle Owen changed so much. Let's Did talk he? about... Um, not really. <laughs> no, he didn't. It's the same guy from episode three. Yeah. So let's recast it. Fuck it. Who Wait, which one are we doing? We're we doing prequels right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, Uncle Owen is in the that, first movie. That changes everything. Why we're oh, doing a new like, hope? Oh, a new hope. Okay. Original trilogy. Don't, don't confuse me like that. Uncle Owen was an old ass dude. So was Aunt Beru, and then they were evaporated. I thought we were just going to recast main characters. I thought they were main characters. No, I they're not. Just, they I, get... wanted, I wanted to lob you a softball. They get, well, that's the hardest ones to recast. Oh, because I was going to say Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. Oh, actually, that's not too bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. No actual reason. I just was like, who are some like hip older people? Perfect. You know, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I could, I could see that. And he, he would just be like the right amount of pissed off at all times. 
And then Diane Keaton, just very confused, but also like Diane Keaton. So that's not terrible. See, I I, I wanted to toss a layup out there. I thought it would be fun, but clearly I was wrong. So <laughs> I'm going I'm going up the list from there on IMDb. So the next person is Chewbacca. Well, it doesn't really matter. So I was listening. I watched a TikTok a few. I'm thinking weeks ago more like and- Yogi Bear kind of thing. Yeah, the uh, hey, somebody Luke. suggested. <laughs> now that um, Vin Diesel is super famous for saying "I am Groot," they figured he could just be like, "I am Chewbacca, Chewbacca, <laughs> family, Chewbacca." Well, we need we need someone that's really tall. That's the thing is like Chewbacca is is a a really tall guy. Who's that? Uh, oh man, uh, the original is Peter Mayhew. Yeah, I know. I know that's Peter Mayhew, but there's this one actor. Let me uh, get the name. Um, I'm drawing a blank now. I know what he looks like. He's like a really nerdy looking guy. <laughs> he's got glasses. And he's you tall. Know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Are, he's you got, tall. are you talking about the guy who was in like the New Girl? Um, and uh... no, Stephen Merchant. Oh, you want him? Yeah, because he's a tall guy and he's lanky. I feel like he would be able to like <laughs> Jason yeah. Seagal is a better option than than friggin' Stephen Merchant. At least he'd fill out the suit. Well, like, or oh. Nelson Franklin, he would also be a good one. I don't know. I just I'm just thinking tall, lanky people, and you know maybe he he. Like, I don't know, walk like uh, the classic Bigfoot. (laughs) All right. So we're saying Stephen Merchant. I'm posting this list. All right. Because I think it's going to be hilarious. Next up is Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Is it weird Uh, that I wanted to be Hayden Christensen? Knowing what I know. If we were recasting it, but you can never really get rid of or like duplicate or replicate James Earl Jones's voice. And if you were recasting it, not knowing who that was, who has that kind of sultry voice? Uh, obviously Chris Pratt. He's so cool. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> done. Um, I don't know. Gerard, Gerard Butler. <laughs> Listen to me. Fuck stick. <laughs> I'm your father. <laughs> yeah, Gerard Butler. That's who like, I vote for. Are we talking like uh, uh what was that movie that he was in where he he did the trilogy? The Angel has fallen, fallen, Olympus yeah. has fallen, Lena has fallen, yeah. So are we talking like that, Gerard Butler? Because I could totally be for him as Darth Vader. It makes no sense and I like it. Yeah, yeah. You know what who I you know who I'd pick for oh no, never mind, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but when uh, Gerard Butler doesn't pick up the phone, I think Hayden gets a call. Yeah, why like, not? Like maybe Hayden as the actor, kind of like David Prowse, but then Gerard Butler as the voice. Okay, I I yeah. can I can see it. R two D two, Russell Crowe. <laughs> hands hands down, Russell Crowe for R two D two. They just they just paint his body. <laughs> 
Is it bad that I was immediately thinking like Wee Man from Jackass and oh, yeah, they just actually do. use him for his own stunts? <laughs> they could do that. They just paint Wee Man like R2-D2. <laughs> he already yells, wow! Yeah. So it works. All right, C-3PO. I have one or two people that I would consider for C-3PO. Uh, who's that? John Mulaney or John Krasinski. Both kind of like are quirky, smart-assy. John, John Mulaney's voice is a little bit more high pitch and stuff, where mm-hmm. John Krasinski would just like be Jim from The Office, but uh, C-3PO. Mm-hmm. Or... No, no, no. That's too crazy. That's too crazy. I'm not going to do it. Uh, what about Patrick Warburton? <laughs> <laughs> Just deep voice C-3PO? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> I, That's funny. So nobody's seeing this movie. <laughs> I, I like... I like John Mulaney, but we'll go with yours. And like, we would just paint his skin gold. Uh, but like, he's definitely Joe Swanson the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, of course. All <laughs> of right. Course. Now doing the, doing no justice to the legendary Alec Guinness, Ben Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, it's not Nicholas Cage. I riot. I was actually thinking, I riot. Uh, I was actually thinking, uh, Wait, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, why not? Could what? you imagine? Just just take that in for a second. Nicolas Cage getting all like frothy at the mouth as he's about to die to Vader. Yeah, these aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like that's... Uh, I would rather go with Michael Keaton. What if? Yeah. Instead of <laughs> Michael Keaton... It was Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, but he had to throw that in numerous times. <laughs> They're like in the speeder. All right, all right, all well, right. See the it thing turns is, into a Lincoln commercial. It has to be someone that when you look at them, they look like they are wise. You know what I mean? And and you wouldn't see them as like just kind of like a jokester or or what whatnot. Um, and, and we have a problem with what I'm at right now. I've I've dropped gold here. Nicholas Cage, great. Who is the other one I just suggested that I already forgot? Matthew McConaughey, great. And you're like, Michael Keaton needs to be in this movie. <laughs> well, he does, of course. What's what's our what's our final vote here? Because if you really want Keaton, Richard Gear, Richard Gear. Richard Gere. Richard Gere. Is he just trying to sleep his way through the galaxy? Because I'm for it. <laughs> I mean, like, after all the shit that Obi-Wan had to go through, I wouldn't be surprised if you just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, just... sure. It... Richard Gere. Because this episode now makes no sense. <laughs> no sense. All right. Hey, the listeners wanted this. Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, see, we needed like a really old dude. How old are Who's we like, talking? Who's like here? menacing. Like is we need the guy someone who from... is who strikes fear just by looking at him or now Please hear me out I'm what I'm thinking. Hear me out. Um, I'm drawing a blank now. Oh, Morgan Freeman. No, no, no. Why not? Why not? Cause that's, that's not where I thought you were going to go with that. I know it wasn't, but what were you thinking? I was thinking 
and this is this is different, but Christopher Lloyd. Mm. But can he be menacing though? Yes, you saw his hair in Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, he can be anything true. he wants. That's true. Christopher Lloyd, yeah, that's not too bad. I feel though, like I don't know. Yeah, I I'm torn. I'm truly torn between uh Morgan Freeman and and Christopher Lloyd. I I think uh they're both good options. See, when you put Morgan Freeman and the word Moff, it kind of reminds me of the character who played Moff Gideon in The Mandalorian. Mm, yeah, that's true. And that, maybe that's where your your brain is swaying. Mm, oh, I was just thinking like cuz he's got that like deep voice that like and and he can I don't know. I'm, I'm sure oh, if, if you he... think he's going to talk to Darth and be like, ever since I was a little boy, Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Maybe. So who we got? Uh, Han Solo. Oh, so we're doing Christopher Lloyd. Got it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, okay. that's fine. I'm, I'm OK with Christopher Lloyd. Han Solo. I want to know who you think, because I have, I think, the perfect actor. For a no bullshit Han Solo, but I need to know your thoughts first. Um, I'm just trying to think. I'm I'm not sure if this guy was. I thought you he need was this a... guy to be like an attractive man. Cut you know jawline. What? Can you tell me? I'm drawing a blank. I don't know if he was in this. I want TV shows. Um, Josh. Duhamel, Josh Dumal, Dumal, yeah, du- the the guy who was in all the Transformer movies was is that the one? Yeah, yeah, him. Interesting. Or or um, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. He's in the hmm. boys. Is he the the? He's like the main. He? He's he's a butcher in the boys. Oh, I like Billy the Butcher. Yeah. I feel like he would be a good uh, a good Han Solo. Like he's can he's kind of rough around the edges, and I don't. Know, I think he would be a good one too. So, did you ever watch Smallville? I did not know. Oh, Jensen Ackles is by definition the perfect Han Solo. He's gritty. He's an attractive man. He's not afraid to get himself tussled up. He always thinks he's right, never thinks he's wrong, and he's a huge playboy. Who is this? Dean. Or no, Sam from... uh, No, it's Dean from Supernatural. That just screwed me up. Supernatural? Because you said... I thought you said Smallville. Oh, I did. Supernatural. I am so sorry. It's throwing me off. Uh, so if you, if yeah, you look up Jensen Ackles, I, yeah, yeah, I, he's Han Solo, 1,000%. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to just Google Jensen Ackles. He doesn't look. Han Solo. See how many people agree with me. Would love to see Jez, Jensen Ackles as Han Solo. Well, Perfect. obviously, you, you type that into, oh, you know what? He's in the boys. That's Don't I, spoil it for me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm only on episode three. Um, You know what? I feel like he's a little too young looking for 
for Han Solo, though. Uh, Han Solo's hair made him look older than he was. Yeah. How old was Harrison Ford when the first trilogy came out? He is born in 1942. Oh, he's in his 30s. He was 35 years old. How old's Jensen? Old enough, I guess, right? <laughs> old enough, I guess. All right. Um, do you want to do Leia or Luke? Let's do Luke. Wait, who did we agree on for Han Solo? We didn't actually pick. I can't oh, just I guess post we that we argued. I still think Carl Urban would be better, but... Uh, he's just so short. Well, they they can add height and post. <laughs> do, you, do you not remember the Hobbit movies and that, Lord of the Rings? True. They made people look shorter, and then it's just it'd be awkward filming those confer- those those scenes, especially the kissing scenes between Luke and uh, Han Solo. All right, so Leia, I've got a few people that I would consider for Princess Leia, depending okay. on what, like when you shot the film. Okay, because you'd always obviously want somebody who's badass, Mail but Street. also. i was in the realm of either like an emily blunt uh a jennifer lawrence in a way maybe okay those were two i was thinking about and then like on the off chance if disney didn't hate her brie larson but apparently some people hate her as captain marvel don't know why Mm. she's a good actress she's super badass those would be the three candidates I have. Now, two of them are brunettes, which makes it a little easier for them to win. What about, Anna, what about Anna Kendrick? Nah. No? Too thin too of funny. a face? No, too funny. See, like, I, I've, like, I've thought about, like, the most badass. Like, honestly, do you know who could really do it? And it would just be, like, a complete sideways kind of, like, fuck you to Star Wars? Natalie Portman. She can play her mother. Actually, uh, I read an article as a Takita Watiti or whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, Tika Watiti. Tika Watiti asked Natalie Portman if she wanted to be in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> and she's like, I'm kind of already a big character. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Off Maron. What about Linda Cardinelli? Uh, Cardellini or something like that? She would be interesting. If you could get yourself away from the fact that she's Hawkeye's wife, Velma from Scooby-Doo, a bunch of other things, Freaks and Geeks. She'd be a good one, though. Just not she, so badass. She's she's like, uh, I don't know, She's has a variety of acting like characters under her, her belt, right? And it's true. She can play a lot of different types of characters, and I don't know. I, I feel like she would probably be a, a good fit because it's not like she's not one of these actors that like she's been a lot of things, but doesn't stick out like some others. You know what I mean? Like where you're just like you just see the person and not the character. I feel like That's she would true. blend in to be more of the character than people would be like, oh my god! Like everyone knows Harrison Ford, right? But when he's Han Solo. Like he's Han Solo, right? You don't see him as Harrison Ford. Whereas it's not, or he's Indiana Jones or in, but like he's the character in those movies and people don't see him as the, the actor. Whereas Chris Pratt, for example, 
in all of his movies, he's Chris Pratt. Yeah. Right. So. So uh, yeah, I keep thinking of other ones. The one that I actually just thought about, and she's in Rogue One, is Amelia Clark. Give her her own opportunity to reboot a franchise. She played uh, Daenerys in Game of Thrones. The other one I was thinking about, and you don't watch. Um, she, hold on, who is she in uh, Rogue One? She was. I'm trying to remember her name. She was in uh, Solo. Jin. Oh, was she in Solo? Did yeah, I say Rogue yeah. One? You said Rogue One. I thought she was in Rogue One. Yeah, she is in Rogue One. Really? Yeah. Is it? Is her name Jin something? Oh, she's Jin Erso in Rogue One. Yeah. Really? Yeah. She's uh, Kira in Solo. Amelia Clark. Do I have the wrong movie? Probably. No, Jin Erso is uh, Felicity Jones. Mm. Oh yeah, she is Kira. My bad. My bad. Yeah. I got the wrong. I got yeah, the movie mixed me up. up. I actually put Rogue One on at work today. Nice. So you you had it fresh in your mind. Yeah. Um. Can't fool the, me. You know what? Daisy Ridley would be the perfect Princess Leia. Just oh kidding. Oh my god. Um, okay, so I know you don't watch Stranger Things. The only other person that I would possibly consider, because if you were rebooting a franchise or booting up the for the first time, she's young, she's starting to really pick up steam. The daughter of Ethan Hawk and um Uma Thurman, Maya Hawk, would be, I think, a fairly good Princess Leia. All right. All right. She's uh she's already badass in Stranger Things. Um, she's kind of gone the horror route for a while, but she does have the kind of Princess Leia look. I like maybe it. maybe a little bit. But see, then the thing is, is I don't know. I, I feel like she's a little too British looking <laughs> to be uh, Princess Leia. I don't think she looks British at all. I don't know, I'm she just was born in America. I'm just joking. She's got, I don't know, like she's got a, like a, a sharp jawline. And I think that's what's throwing me off from. So did Carrie though. But not so much. Not. Let's not, just say it so is much. absolutely impossible to replace our beloved Carrie Fisher. Yeah, it, it would be tough. It would be tough to cast. I think anyone recast someone as princess Leia because you could, you could have anyone play it, but they have to be able to play a strong leader, but also someone who is like soft and understanding at the same time. And it's a very fine line. And Carrie Fisher managed to play that role like perfectly. All right. Um, and we we saw that a lot with the uh, little girl who uh, played young Princess Leia, right? Like, who was perfect? Was absolutely perfect, right? So, um, what about before I move on to Luke Skywalker? What about Elizabeth Olsen? Um, based on everything you just said, no. Well, fine. Who do you got as Luke Skywalker? 
We didn't uh, actually pick a Leia. That's fine. Whatever. We didn't. I think Leia is undetermined. It's yeah. It's, so Maya Hawk in my <laughs> sure. Luke Skywalker. Hmm. Do you have someone in mind? I have like three people in mind. Okay. Who do you have in mind? Uh Tom Holland. Mm. Tom Holland. Tom Holland and Tom Holland. Perfect. Mm, I don't know. He's he. I don't know. I mean, he, Zac Efron is too big now. Like, I mean, body wise, to be Luke Skywalker. If he was still like High School Musical, Zac Efron, yeah, probably the perfect person. Zach, like Zach is a little bit more built, but he would be a good candidate, I would think. I like the idea of Tom Holland just because he's fresh. He's kind of what everybody wants. He's Tom freaking Holland. I think Tom Cruise should do it. No, I'm just too old. Too freaking old. I'm just joking. Um, what about? No, that's the thing is like you have to cast someone who's like who's younger, but also not too young, but also older, but not too old. And all of our current actors, like the male actors right now, are kind of getting up there. Like there hasn't really been any big breakout male actors that kind of Tom fit that. Holland. I don't know. Like Tom Holland, he looks like he's got something in his cheeks. Okay, did you see Pam and Tommy at all? No, no, not yet. Okay, well, you've seen Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Uh, yes. What about Sebastian Stan? Uh, no. No? No. Like, he's not that old. He's an 82. Like, he's dirt. Like, he's up there, but, like, he's not, it's not mind-blowingly out there yet. What just, about, I, I, um... What about John Boyega? I'm just joking. Yeah, I, I think uh, his days with uh, actually, what about Joe Keery? You might know him from Stranger Things. You might also know him from um, Free Guy. He's got kind of like a uh, like a weird Matthew Broderick kind of 80s look going for him, but also like Ferris Bueller slash himself. I, I I like the actor. I think he looks good. You could also do that. Uh, what's his name? Ensel Egerhart. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what about? From, what was he in Baby Driver? Yeah, that's. Is it Baby Driver? Yeah. Ensel Elgort. Yeah. That's who I was actually thinking. Because is that the same guy? Oh, that's not who I'm thinking. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking. Him or uh, who is the guy from uh, who is who is Goose's son in uh, Top Gun That's Maverick? You are totally right. Miles Teller is Luke Skywalker. Done. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. No, no. I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, right, like... you want to ride my lightsaber? <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> brother. <laughs> like he's he's he's. How old is he? How old is this guy? Uh, I don't know. I close the window. He's thirty-five. So, I but mean, he he you can... got mad at Tom Holland. <laughs> I know, but Tom Holland looks like he's got food in his mouth all the time. <laughs> it's like he's That's a chipmunk funny. holding on to something in there. Man, all I want right. to go. I want to go see Top Gun again. You want to go see Top Gun again when we uh when we go down there? No, I'm a little busy. Thanks, uh, so. Damn. <laughs> I like Sebastian Stan. That's where I would vote. Okay, I gotta Google this guy. 
he, he could easily be Luke Skywalker. Yeah, you know. Oh, this is the guy that played. Uh, all he, Bucky. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? People think that he is like uh, Mark Hamill's like l- long lost son. Yeah. So what's the problem here? No, there's no problem with that. I I'd be okay with that actually. Run, 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 jump! I could be a backpack while we run. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with uh, Sebastian Stan doing that. Nice. So, we have a little bit of announcement before we go. Do we have regal horns or anything? I don't have my soundboard up right now. Um, it, what uh, do we got? We got. Uh... Give me something grand if we have something. Face palm emoji. Guys. Exciting news from the scene on screen team. We are getting into disc golf a little bit. Oh, I thought you were going to say something completely different. No, we are getting indigestion. Upset stomach. (laughs) All right. Take two. We are getting into disc golf. We are sponsoring a hole at the Christie Lake Summer Sizzler in August. We're going to try and have some guests on that uh, are disc golf players and movie enthusiasts uh, enthusiasts like yourselves. And uh, we're really looking forward to an opportunity to branch out into the disc golf world and uh, enjoy a game. Because we are, after all, a podcast that also appreciates board games and games you can play outside, except ladder golf. Not a real sport. (laughs) So fucking Catalina wine mixer. (laughs) Follow along. As we enter this journey, we're going to do some posting for it specifically. Um, And uh, we might have a few surprises along the way, which is super duper exciting. And we are very excited for the opportunity. Isn't that right, David? Yeah, it's a a big step forward for us as a a podcast and, you know, reaching out into the community and and getting to kind of interact a little bit more with our listeners and and grow. And uh, it's been a long time coming, but we're just taking our next steps. So again, that is us, the Scene on Screen podcast at the Christie Lake Summer Sizzler this year. And it's going to be amazing. You, you could have said it was going to be sizzling. It's going to be sizzling. <laughs> but that is it for us. If you like what we're doing, obviously give us a follow. Give us a like. Hang out with us if you want. We're cool people. For myself and David... He's so cool. We want to thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen Podcast.